the reality is, it's like, you've got to decide as a business owner, okay, there's all kinds of stuff that's happening. And for people that, you know, sit there and let things happen to them, they'll never be successful business owners. If you're a successful business owner, you happen to things. You don't let things happen to you. You make decisions, you recalibrate, you get punched in the face, you get back up and you keep fighting. This is To The Point. A rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what's up to the point listeners? It's your boy, Chris. Happy holidays. This is a two-part episode with my buddies, the LSD crew. A lot of high, high-end operators, big companies, a few small companies. But it's my group, my accountability group that we talk about the good, the bad, the solutions, all those things. And you need one of those too. But this is a, uh, a look into what our conversations look like and their experience in 2023 and the things that they're thinking about for 2024. So enjoy this episode. Have a happy holiday. And, uh, and don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks. You hear that? You know what time of year it is? This here is going to be a To The Point Christmas special. Do you know why it's going to be so special to The Point listeners? Because we literally planned this thing a few hours ago. and. <laughs> With the group I have on here, you'll see why this is so special. Actually, it is special, okay? Because these are my homies. This is my group. These are my people. And I bet a lot of you listening right now would have loved to hear the conversation that was happening pre-podcast, but we could never post something such I as think that. We should. <laughs> you know, I think we should have put in a couple snips of what happened top five minutes ago. We, we were not recording, Ishmael. Sorry, it's not going to okay. happen. Oxy was all really, really great. Great stuff too. It's just, you know, it, it, it's always fun hanging out with these guys and having conversations. We literally pulled this thing together like a few hours, you know, in a few hours or if that, like within two hours to get everybody on here. So guys, thanks for making time for me. Thanks for making time for each other and for all the listeners for this to the point holiday special podcast coming straight from your LSD friends. What the hell is LSD? Not the drug. Okay. For those of you thinking that, for those of you that have tried it, God bless you. That That's <laughs> good grief. Uh, you might be listening right now having flashbacks because I'm sure that jacked with you. I've never done that. Um, however, uh, LSD would mean lean service degenerates. And people are like, what the hell does that mean? It's actually, it'll make more sense as we talk through it. But these are my homies. We're missing a few of them. We're missing Hoffman because he's out saving the world somewhere. And we're also <laughs> missing Tommy, who's probably out traveling the world. So actually, I think he just got back in today. But since we have Tom Howard sitting in Tommy's living room, he's here in spirit. So real quick, uh, just a shout out to uh, my, my boys that are on here. We got Ish on here. We got uh, Perfect Chad, whose name just changed to Pastor Chad. That's a, a different story. Uh, we also got my friend Travis Ringu. We got Tom Howard on here. And we have Aaron Gaynor. Do we have a room full of influencers on here right now? Um, this would be a great episode. And here's what I wanted to throw together. So for those of you that heard uh, a lot of us talking over at some of the events we've had um, over the past few months, we're talking about our group and the importance of being in a group or having peers and have people that will be, uh, you know, real with you. I think Ish just sent out a text message in our group earlier that talked about your circle should be proud of you and not jealous. Like that's the kind of people that you you want in your group. And this is it for for me. And we get to be real with one another. So we thought it would kind of be cool to throw out a podcast episode that's kind of like what it's like on our our meetings. You know, our our monthly get together meetings where we just talk about some good stuff um, and talk about real stuff. Like you know, these podcasts. You know. Uh, are a lot of times talking about, you know, all the fun shit, like 
everybody's going through some weird struggle shit right now too. And, and people aren't talking about it enough. Like, and it needs to be talked about because it needs to, like, that's what's relatable. Like, and, and how do you get through it? You talk about the shit together. You can't just always posture even when you know shit's like a wreck behind the scenes. So um, I do want to start off with this. In the spirit of Christmas, uh, which is what I celebrate, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, in the spirit of Christmas, I'm going to throw this out there to you, Ishmael, uh, specifically, that every time uh, Ishmael says a cuss word, we're gonna, he's going to donate $100 to the St. Mary's Food Bank. <laughs> Neil? Hundred bucks. Every time you say a cuss word, you're going to donate a hundred dollars to St. Mary's Food Bank. Okay, so put all of us in that. Yeah. Well, all of us. Well, hold on. I think all of us now. Just okay. Need to so, spend the rest of the time in the spirit of getting donations, we need to do everything we can to get Ishmael to cuss as many times as possible. <laughs> yeah. the next hour. You can't fucking do that, Tom. You okay, can't fucking one. just say I'm going to get Ishmael to cuss. There's okay. two. So I, I kicked it off. I said, you know, I said an inappropriate, I said an inappropriate word, fellas. I apologize. I said the word shit. Now I said well, it twice. That's $500 right there, John. That's $500. I'm going to get I'm going to get, it's not $500. It's $200. Man, whatever. whatever we do, Tommy's going to double it since he's, he's, got, <laughs> yeah, he's we're so voluntary rich. for Tommy. You know what? That's exactly <laughs> what we're going to do. Whatever we yeah, do. Sorry, Tommy. Tommy <laughs> okay, Tommy's doubling. We're going to make that on his behalf. I so, think, listeners, you can see this Tommy is going to be a great episode. This is going to be a great episode. So, we're going to make we're going to raise some money for a good cause. We're going to be able to share with the listeners, give back. It's going to be entertaining. It's already entertaining. And so, and for me, uh, this is a lot of fun. Like, this is pretty much how our conversations go, is it not, boys? Yeah, it's yeah. 100%. Hey, Yano, yeah. I'm going to donate $100 yeah. a month if you take off that smart AC dumbass logo you have on. <laughs> <laughs> there goes hundred bucks. Okay. So, uh, thank you for your donation, Ishmael Valdez. Appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Hey, real quick, boys. You know what's only a few months away that uh, all of you are going to be at, right? Here in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Rhino X is coming up again. Um, every year it's hard to one-up myself, but I feel like I did it again. You guys are going to be excited. You guys will never get to know anything either, so you don't know who the keynote speaker is. I got one other surprise I've not told anyone. I'm still not going to tell anyone. But trying to come up with something cooler than the custom Nike thing was very, very difficult from last year, but I did it. And you guys are going to be so impressed whenever you good, see one of this. Can't wait. That's, that's, that's one of the, the main events, uh, Rhino, that I tell everybody that they got to go to is Rhino X because you have 50 to, what, 60 of the most influential, yeah. most experienced, most successful people in the trades in one room. And there's not... And, I, and all those people plus Ishmael. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he gets to be there. I love this, Tom. Whoever brought this time on board today, Tom, please keep going. He gets to be there to clean up at the end, right? It's a head janitor, baby. <laughs> I will All say right. the same thing. Great event, man. Looking forward to it. you put on a great show, man. Uh, it's been exciting the last couple of years. I've been there, and uh, I look forward to being there, brother. You, yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's. I'm excited you to have made us step up our how we do stuff at our own office because of your event with our celebrations. And it's just, it's been cool. Really, really inspiring. Great group Sweet. of people. Thanks dude. Always. I'm excited. Oh. I'm excited to make our group a panel, right? Like that was the whole point of it was to have like these same conversations and, and share that in a group setting like that. And then even open it up a little bit at the end, not much, but a little bit at the end because Ishmael's on that panel. So, you know, that'll take up, you know, a ton of the time. Um, <laughs> and Tommy. 
Tommy. <laughs> and Tommy. So uh, this is where I've actually crafted my uh, moderator skills is just by trying to talk in this group. <laughs> you get really good at these things. But I'm excited to have you guys there and be a part of it again. So thanks for your support. But too, um, it's going to be a banger, man. I'm super excited to have you guys on a panel and to be able to show off my my, my guys, man. So, so thanks for doing that for me. I appreciate it. Hey, real quick, before we jump into this anymore, uh, did you guys get to hear the last uh, few episodes or see who the last that few episodes were with Claire Ferrara, uh, Ferrera, shit, got that wrong. Claire Ferrera and Amanda Zink. Those were fire. Those two ladies are bleeding some beasts of businesses. I didn't even know about them until we were talking. I think it was me, Gainer, and Peterman were talking uh, at Tommy's event, and then their names yeah. came up uh, from being on the Next Star board. And I was like, wait, who? And then I knew of Standard, but I did not know of Air Control, Amanda's business, and it's in Arizona. So two great female leaders in the business kicking some ass. I mean, the size oh. that she has and the market she has was crazy, dude. She's she's killing it. Like almost twenty million in a hundred and fifty k population market. That's pretty badass. Wow, that is really badass. I think the only one that can relate to that. One of the guys that could relate to that the most is Travis with his company, the Broskill. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we've known them for quite a while because they were fairly large train dealers, but um, and they were always kind of famous in, in those circles. But I think the craziest part, not just the small population there, but it's also like mostly a vacation population. Right. Um, so it, it's kind of a, a double negative there. It's small and it's transient, which is just crazy. The amount of market share they've been able to, to penetrate there. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and this, you guys already know what people will say is, uh, well, what were they, you know, in 2018, 19, before the unicorn years came and blew everybody up. And that's a, that's actually a uh, realistic thing to ask, you know, because then what, like, how was this year? But, you know, and, and cause it's easy to get imposter syndrome. I think, you know, for some people who are like thinking like, oh shit, like, was this, go ahead and mark that down as another hundred dollars. Hey, by the way, don't let me forget. If you guys hear him say cuss word and I forget, keep tally for me. Okay. Okay. Please have everyone's name down there with a tally next to each one, so you can mark it quick. Okay, so I'm at I'm at three. Ishmael's at five. Okay. Tommy's at um, twenty-two. <laughs> so, um, but they still grew their business, and then and then they go through the struggles. And that's why I like having everybody share is kind of one of the struggles at the different sizes of businesses. So, but the first, the the most important question I can ask to kick this thing off. Oh, speaking of which, Amanda Zeke is calling me right now. She must have heard us. Wow, it's amazing. Um, number one important I want to ask you boys is what are you going to ask Santa for Christmas? <laughs> what are you going to ask Santa for for that's Christmas? What's that's that? A good, that's a really good question. Um, that's a really good question. Um, Yano, Thank I you. think I want a car Thank to be you. honest. I want, uh, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been wanting a Ferrari SF90 uh, Spider, to be honest with you, white. If anybody in the panel wants to contribute to the GoFundMe page. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Santa doesn't need a GoFundMe page, okay? You just ask Santa. It's all you got to do. Don't you remember? Oh, wait, you don't remember. That's right. So um, anybody else? What else? <laughs> no, I just meant because I know your history, okay? So um, Santa. I think it's really hard to buy anything for business owners, right? Like all of us, when we want something, we focus our efforts on going and getting it. Yep. And and it's not like, yep. it's like, I tell my wife, like, I don't need, like, I would, well, soon to be ex-wife, um, ex-wife now, I guess. Um, I don't need anything. Like, I need love you, kids to Tom. be around. I, I love you. What? 
I love you. I just want to say I love you. You're my inspiration, Tom. You're a fucking badass. Tom, Thanks. I appreciate so, you. Mark that down. Appreciate your transparency, Tom Howard. <laughs> I guess that's too. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to eat dinner with my family. I want to, you know, hang out and talk and have fun. And, you know, if I wanted stuff, I would work on getting myself that stuff. And not just during December. I would get it in June or July or whatever. Um, Ishmael, since he's a little bit short on funds at all times, <laughs> needs to set up the GoFundMe page and, and ask for things. But the rest of us, I mean, it's... I've never even wanted a fancy car. I don't any of that stuff. You, you know? have to want something though. There has to be something that you don't have. Like it, it doesn't have to be expensive though. Like I want for look. I'm gonna be honest. I want a new I want more of- leads. I want higher average ticket. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want higher close rate. Like these are the things that I want, bro. Which then equals more money. So yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and the thing so- is, I think people don't realize too is like. We weren't even doing it for the money. The money's the scoreboard. Yeah, it's like Tommy sure. mentioned the other day. It's like it's one KPI. It was never like, oh, I want to make this money so I can have more stuff. And I can tell the people that are doing that, they get bored. If they do get good at business, they get bored really quickly because all of a sudden they start getting this stuff and they're not really about driving their business. That doesn't excite them. The the byproducts, the money excites them. So as soon as they get it, now they just don't want to work anymore. And, and then they turn into Ishmael. So it's, um, <laughs> I still work. I still work. I come here every day, Tom. So don't. Hey, that's, his, that's, atten- his attention span Chad, is what do you 30 want minutes max. That's Ishmael's virtual background, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He's at the beach right now. <laughs> okay. Hey, Chad. Stop me Chad. Chad, what are you doing for Christmas, man? You haven't said much. What's Chad got? Uh, I get what I want for Christmas every year, uh, because I feel like, uh, as as many of, as many of us have found out in business, as you, as it grows, you get to make less and less decisions. Uh, when it comes to December is when I get, you know, all the, I get to finally like work on all, or I get to like put into motion all the stuff, um, that, uh, I've been thinking about all year, but everybody else is doing stuff. So you can't disrupt the organization. So December's one of the most fun months that I have. Everybody kind of slows down and I get to kind of focus in on things. You get a lot of times like on my calendar for the next couple of weeks, I've got two or three days where I'm working from, uh, from the lake. Uh, so I can just kind of start thinking and, and doing all of that stuff. I think to Tom's point, you know, my wife hates me for this because she's like, you just, if you want something, you just go get it. I'm like, yeah, I don't need a whole lot, but like if I need, you know, a new, pair of shoes or some a shirt or something like that is get it um hey, and so hey Ken, what's one shirt you yeah. just recently bought while we were at tommy's um t- as an example for the listeners of course yeah absolutely i got uh got me a, a 22 uh savage shirt um which i'm excited <laughs> about that's right yeah we're working on it but Big i'm trying to, to trying to up my cool game uh, a little bit. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, just fit in out there. So. <laughs> just trying to fit in, just trying to be the influencer that you are. Yeah, you already have yeah, the yeah. pants for the being an influencer, Chad. So you're good. Uh, Travis, yeah. what, anything for, for Christmas, Travis? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be driving a moving truck from Idaho to Arizona. So I'm hoping for no snow and a safe, safe trip. So you're coming I'm looking forward to getting back. You're Come finally home, going home, baby. Uh, we miss you in Arizona, Travis. Are you going to move up by me again? Are you coming up back by me or what? 
Uh, I'm, I'm over in Peoria, not too far, like 303 in Lake Pleasant Parkway. Okay. Whatever. Anthem's cool, but whatever. Okay, Gainer, what do you got, bro? SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. My man, look forward. My son comes back on break from Phoenix where all you guys are at. So you're going to spend some time with him. And I think similar to all you guys said, it's just, you know, we've all been fortunate enough to be in a position to buy the things that, you know, we want and uh, want, maybe not need, right? But want today's life, right? And I, I enjoy the idea of just hopefully inspiring others. I uh, did a podcast, another podcast recently, and I left a closing statement with, I hope everybody goes out there and fills those fucking Christmas trees for their families. Like, get out there, get to work, work hard, and, you know, celebrate that. And um, we're doing Toys for Tots, and I love doing Toys for Tots. It's a big thing for me every year. Last year, we filled the back of a whole truck with toys and dropped them off. And I know growing up uh, without a lot and waking up on Christmas without really any presents or nothing under the tree as a kid, right? Uh, drives you to want to make sure that that doesn't happen for other kids. So I just hope that uh, our team for Christmas will just collect as many toys as we possibly can and drop them off at Toys for Tots. And hopefully some kids have a good Christmas, man, because it sucks to wake up as a kid without any toys. So hey, Jay, this is, anybody this listening is, to this can do that. Like go out there and do that. Go go out there and uh, buy some toys and drop them off to a place where a kid's going to get a toy that wouldn't get it. You know? Dude, this is why I love you so much, man. Like this, you're just such a a great a great dude, man. Like with the big heart, and I can, I mean I love that 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 part about you, man. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and then we all kind of give back in our in our own different ways. I mean, I you guys yeah, all know sure. me. Like that's a big deal for me. Uh, I'm doing it every month, but this month in particular, man. Like, gosh, it would suck to wake up and be in that position. So. Um, but thank you for adding to our donations, uh, Aaron. Appreciate that. You're a hundred dollars in, in case you didn't know. I caught that. Um, hey, you guys have got to keep track for me too. Okay. So, um, hey, here's what I want to do. Okay. I'm going to open up the floor and cross my fingers that we get a lot of donations. Um, but I'm going to open up the floor and talk about this year. Okay. And I'm going to open it up to you. Like originally I was thinking, okay, we'll talk about some operational things that we went through, but I'm just going to open it up. You guys have different things on your mind about what this year has been like. So let's just talk 2023 first, and then we'll segue into 24 once we've worked through it. So I got to find a, uh, a time frame to cut that off at some point in time. So when we got 15 to go, you guys cut me off and I'll roll to 20 to 2024. So 2023, Let's talk about it. What are some of the lessons that you guys have learned this year? Uh, operationally, whatever, doesn't matter. Financially, market, what, whatever. You got. I'm going to open it up to you. So who wants to kick it off? Uh, I'm happy to start maybe a little bit with some of the goals. We started your podcast off earlier this year, Mike and I, with you know talking about getting to 71 million, right? And had uh, everybody, I think, looked at their budgets, and we knew that there was something ahead uh, that could could derail us a little bit, but I think everybody still felt pretty bullish and wanted to get out there and build big budgets. I know Tom would tell us, I told you guys, but uh, 
you know, and then just it just didn't happen. Like, you know, it was a it was a year of just uh, I think March hit and from March down, it just started derailing. And I don't know all I think we talked about a little bit. Something happened in, in Google and the search and the market. I mean, it's everywhere around March to April. It just started unfolding. And then from that point forward, we just we had to recollect ourselves, reorganize, uh, think about our business in a different way, readjust some budgets. Uh, we end up at 60. Uh, you know, but we still we just we just had to learn from the pain um, in that area. And I, we got into HVAC and we thought I thought, you know, HVAC business was just a bunch of boxes being sold. It'd be easy being a plumber you know, to sell some boxes, but uh, it wasn't. And I think at the end of the day, it came down to a lot of this is we did come off some hot years. And we should all be pretty fortunate of that. And for people that were able to grow and take advantage of those and then be able to sustain that moving forward into a marketplace is going to show a lot of resilience in who you are and what your business is. And then also we went in and revamped our team. We had to change up leadership. You know, it was a big move for us. I mean, we we, we moved out pretty much everybody in the senior leadership around <clears> the company and either put them in another seat or had to move people out and bring in all new leadership and uh, to really get our team back on track culturally and some of the areas that we needed to invest, you know, into people that had the skill set and have done some of these things before and not just keep doing it all by myself or Mike and I just trying to drive it with the team that came up with us, you know, infusing the idea of people that have seen it and done it with the team that's done it with us. So that was a big change for us uh, to really look outside and look around the industry and find people um, all around the country that could come in and help take eco to its next level and recognize that there's areas we just we're not good at and we needed to bring people in. I think it, it was a good reflection of my own leadership uh, this year too. to think that, you know, that you when the company does start to get to a certain size, which I think some of you guys can all realize, like at some point you can't be the only soldier out in front trying to lead as a warrior. You're going to have to start you know finding more leaders to lead. And I, I think it's just a good opportunity for us to reflect on, figure that out and then start just dialing some of the marketing. I think marketing we did rebrand, which has been great. Branding the rebranding, and then just trying to find that message in the marketplace between branding and Google. You know, Chris, you know about the Google world this year has been interesting to manage and the cost for target CPA and and this competition's harder, right? Competition is growing; it's getting more aggressive. So you're gonna have to get creative. And I know those are things we're always talking about: is how we're gonna get creative in marketing, how we're gonna get creative in our businesses. But my my reflection on the year is is it was a tough year, still a good year in the big picture. If I would have said a couple of years ago, hey, if we grow 20% in, in, a, in a regular market, everybody would be like, that's great, right? Exactly. So, Thank uh, you for saying that. Yeah, it's a great market. But today's world, coming off the last couple of worlds, feels like we suck, right? And But but maybe we do. Uh, and no, we need I don't think we do. But, you know what? You know, uh, uh, sorry to cut you off, AG. Uh, I think the one thing that I learned in 2023 that – Everybody is uh, private equity. Obviously, came in and, and 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 swept everybody out. I think everybody's so focused on numbers that you guys for we forget. I forget sometimes that we are the operator. We're the guys that are still making things happen. And I don't think that this year is a <clears throat> is a good way to is a good year where you where where the numbers are telling a true story inside the operation, which is which is probably one of the most interesting things in here. We didn't have a good year at Nexion either, but I can tell you one thing. I walk in here and it's the most coolest most 
dopest vibe in the whole building because it's not just it's not just all about numbers. It's it's also about the what makes us a great operator is having that sixth instinct of like, hey, things are going okay in the company, even though the numbers are trying to tell us a different story. Like you can feel it in, in as an as a, as an operator when you walk into your shop and you talk to your people if something's really wrong in the operation or if or 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 if the numbers are telling you different story. I want to I want to hop in here real quick because you got to hear the positive sides of this. Now, Aaron, I don't know your updated numbers for November, but I can tell you Aaron got his butt kicked in September. I had my worst month in company history in September. But here's the positive side. By October, Aaron's crushing budget. Yeah. Right. Like that's the thing. And that's what I noticed it because I've got all the data from service Titan companies and other things. And I can't see your individual service Titan accounts just so you guys know. But we have metadata showing like what happens over time with companies in general. And um, we can see the market trends. And I can tell you, I can't go into specifics, but there's some serious real headwinds across the country. And, you know, I'm, I'm basically calling it like a silent recession right now. Because um, mm-hmm. people, what happened was they spent a lot of money up front on air conditioning and other things when they had to start working from home. Our manufacturer data shows that uh, compressors um, manufacturing increased by 50% above what they were expected for uh, 2021 and 2022. And now all those ones that we would have been replacing now already got replaced. So we can sit around and be like, oh man, this sucks, whatever. Bottom line is in this case, Aaron, when he hit COVID, made all his team get in a line and said, step forward if you're gonna work and you're gonna make this happen and stand there if you're not. And his whole team stepped forward. He made it, that's, that's a sign of a leader that's gonna do something about it. In my company, it was August. You know, it was, um, we knew we were, everyone was excited at the company and I was kind of frustrated because I said, guys, you might've made a profit in July. Congratulations. It's 110 degrees in Fresno in July. And we're making a profit. It's not that hard to sell air conditioning. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like trying to sell water to a man on fire. It's not that difficult. Um, but we're falling short of budget. Alarm bells should be going off that something's going on. So I ended up going, there was August 4th. And I was like, guys, we have something big hitting. It's going to hurt. We got to fix this now. And so we actually had to recalibrate. That's a nice way of saying lay some people off, make some changes. And um, unfortunately, we made that decision on August 4th. And I said, hey, this needs to get done by next week. Now I leave and um, go back to my service site and stuff. And they failed to execute. And so they didn't execute a lot of those until the end of August, August 30th. And then a lot of them into like the first, second week of September. And then we got our butts kicked in September and then everyone goes, oh my gosh. So one of the things that I really push on people is like, hey, it doesn't matter if you're making money, you need to be living off your budget. And if you're falling short of budget, there should be alarm bells going off and telling you something's not right and you need to get ready. Because when the going's good in August, it's a hundred degrees in Fresno, that's not a good time to be looking at like whether or not we're making money. It needs to be, are we beating our budget? And because if we're not beating our budget, we're probably overstaffed on overhead. We've probably got a lot of things going on that we're going to need to fix because when the down season comes, it's going to happen. I heard all the excuses. Oh, but Tom, we'll have another heat wave come. We'll have, no, that, that's, that's not forecasting. That's hope casting. Like start forecasting, start sticking to that. And um, honestly, it, our, um, our revenue in October in the Fresno location was 1.3 million. And I, it, it was tough. Um, but I remember telling them, look, like they're saying this recession's happening. We choose not to participate. We're not, we're not going to participate in the recession. Thank you. We'll take a pass. We ended up doing 2.6 million in November. 
Um, our budget was like half of that. Um, we crushed it in that, in that specific location. We just focused on it, making sure we were making money and we're back up. Aaron's company's making money and they're, they're hitting their things. I mean, it's just like, I'm, I'm picking on Aaron cause he posted what his numbers were. And the reality is it's like, you've got to decide as a business owner, okay, there's all kinds of stuff that's happening. And for people that, you know, sit there and let things happen to them, they'll never be successful business owners. If you're a successful business owner, you happen to things. You don't let things happen to you. You make decisions, you recalibrate, you get punched in the face, you get back up and you keep fighting. Great. This is the dopest thing what we, what we went through. So, yeah. Explain it very well. Hey, f- first off, Tom, thanks for being uh, so transparent about that whole situation. Um, you know, and, and and just so you guys, for the listeners know, like when, to kind of defend Tom a little bit too, we share our numbers in our text message group. Like everybody shares their numbers. So we all know each other's stuff. So it's not like a, a thing. Um, it is because we all use that to hold each other accountable. Uh, I was to figures that, that Travis just dropped off because I was going to ask him because that whole Texas market down there has been a, a bit of a beast this year too but um anybody else want to want to chime in i, I can speak on travis's behalf real quick okay. the guy <laughs> they did a million bucks in revenue in august and they did 250k in HVAC in september they lost three quarters of their revenue almost overnight like that's the yeah. reality of the situation he turned around though had 120 percent growth rate in november yeah. like that's what like that's what operators get, is. get up you start fighting back that's it that's what that, that's what makes us different. That's what makes it. That's what like I keep going back to this private equity thing. Like don't let don't let that like and the economy and the noise, but like oh don't let all that noise like getting clogged you up because what makes us different, like LSD especially uh, as a crew, like what makes us different is that we never give up, even though like there is a bad month, even though you know the operations telling us to lay off people because our overheads creeping up. Like we make those decisions and we get through those those rough times. And that's what makes you a great operator. Don't, don't think that we like, especially I know Aaron and Chad and Tommy and all those guys, they had to make bad, like they had to make drastic decisions in their business to be able to keep uh, the business going. And that's what makes you a dope ass operator. And that's what gets you to $200 million is, is being able to execute on, on rough times, not just when it's, like Tom said, Hundred degrees outside and everybody's making profit. Like you guys got to be able to have that six instinct. Hey, yeah, I, I know things are going good, but we got to prepare for the bad too. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Travis, I, we just talked you up about how you guys went from a million in revenue in August to like two hundred fifty k in September, <laughs> and you bounced back and turned like a hundred something percent growth rate in November. So sorry, that's the one yeah. one time you fell off the call. Yeah, sorry. I, I, no, no internet up here, man. I had to go somewhere where I could get Wi-Fi. But um, I was going to say, kind of a unique perspective, you know, ProSkill and Phoenix, you know, mid-sized company that obviously that, you know, we partnered with Service Champions on. Similar struggles to everybody else. The, the leads just weren't there like we were expecting, fell short of budget. Um, but then you look at Medley, who is just absolutely crushing it. They'll, they'll triple this year. Um, and so I think there was a, a real big pickup for these like smaller companies that are really growing into these mid-sized companies. And I've thought a lot about like what, what caused that. And, you know, I think they do have like, they're more tied into their communities, which in LSD we've been talking a lot about is how, how to drive those leads out of your local community. But I also think there's just more levers to pull, you know, just remarketing your base. There's just so many things that, you know, if you're a, a listener that, 
is in that, you know, like sub $10 million range right now, like make sure that you, you, you focus on not just driving new customers, but remarketing the existing customers. And we picked up so much work, uh, over a million dollars in, in attributed revenue off two campaigns that were a thank you card and announcement that we are doing plumbing. Um, so you know, that, that's a ton of revenue for a company that size off of, you know, basically out of service Titans, uh, marketing pro that costs us next to nothing in comparison. So um, really, you know, I think a lot of the smaller companies picked up a lot of market share and revenue this year and the larger companies have struggled because they're pretty dialed. They're, they executed on, on most of the things that they can, and they were pretty dependent on getting new leads. Well, I think, I think what Travis just said is he gave some actual pieces of like what to do. I don't think when I was just talking that I gave that. So Travis just gave the, sending out the letters to the existing customers, letting them know you're doing plumbing, all that getting back to the fundamentals, so to speak. I think if there's, we should be giving takeaways on here of things you can actually do. For myself, we switched from a comfort advisor only method to a tech selling method, which we had never done. Our close rates went up. Our average ticket didn't come down that much. And it just changed a lot of our ball game. We got really heavily focused on remarketing to our existing customers and that kind of stuff, what Travis just mentioned, direct mail, uh, emails, whatever we got to do to get that going. We changed the way we did our outbound calling campaign. The outbound calling, it, it's pretty funny. Um, my sister actually gave me the idea. Um, a lot of people didn't know she was my sister's name. Her name's Catherine Pollock, but she's been on a few podcasts and stuff. Anyway, she has a script that was just awesome and um, gave mm. it to me. And basically, she was closing 90%, 90% on outbound calling on existing customers that don't have maintenance agreements. And all it was, and she's wow. scheduling paid maintenances at $149 a piece. That's and I was like, what is it? And it's just this call script that basically she says, hey, this is your AC company. I was like, why don't you say the name of the company? She's like, they don't care what the name of your company is. They can't remember. It don't matter. It's your AC company, you know, and she basically goes in and says, you know, we're going to do your tune-up, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, wait, what are you talking about? And she has a script. She answers a couple questions. And then they still say, well, what are you guys going to do for me? And she's got like 42 things written on a list of the things you're going to do. And she trains them. She says, just start reading off the list. Don't take a breath to give them a chance <laughs> to respond. Don't just keep talking and just keep going and going and going. She's never gotten past like number thing eight or nine. There's 42 on the list just in case she has to pull that out of her hat. And it's so funny that they're just like, okay, okay, just, just book it. Like just, just fine. And she books it. I was just sitting there like, this is nuts. Like she was doing it for a company in Southern California. I heard about it. I was like, hey, I need you to send me that script. And it actually freaking worked. You know, I'll, and so I take the script and give it to him. Go ahead. I'll give you guys. An, uh, that's a great one, Tom, honestly. And you know what we should do is post that script on our Service Avengers or on Rhino's uh, right. social media and all that. Because that would be dope to help out our listeners. One thing I did do that did help us, it's still helping us a lot. And I told, I think Tom executed pretty quick when he heard this. Um, we started, we stopped giving customers the option of booking AC or plumbing. And we started sending an AC and plumbing technician to each call. Like, not, we stopped doing that like three months ago. And that has saved our ass 
okay? Because we're getting a ton of plumbing calls and not enough um, uh, HVAC leads. So when customers call in, we tell them there's going to be two technicians. We're going to send somebody for the air conditioning and one for the plumbing. They're both tied into each other. So we need to make sure that the plumbing, the, that your drains are draining properly for the HVAC to work. And, you know, we... we we, we don't give them the option anymore. And we're sending the two technicians. I think we're attributing over $600,000 in in um, in revenue since we started doing that. The, we call it double booking trades uh, on our on our KPIs. And I think we did a little bit over $600,000 last month on, on booking both trades to go inside the door and, not, and take a look at the HVAC and the plumbing, not just send the HVAC technician for a tuna by himself. It's been difficult for us because... Uh, literally Ishmael told me that idea. So immediately I was on, I think we were still on the podcast or something. I called my GM yeah, I remember. and uh, so we started doing it. But the funny thing is once they started selling, now all of a sudden I got tons of work for my plumbers and we had to stop. So it's like we went from yep. 320,000 in plumbing per month, which we were way down and we we're back up to 500 K literally in a week, at least a 500 K run rate. And it's just, it was nuts. Like just, just freaking get them in there. Just don't give them the option. Just book it. And, and they yeah. just accept it. The funny thing is yes. we're in our own heads telling ourselves it's impossible. Yes. You can't do that. Just we, don't we, do would it. Be, we were doing it like everybody else, Tom. We were just like, oh, yeah, by the way, we do plumbing. Or by the way, we, you know, if you need plumbing leads. Or by the way, um, we could fix you. Like, we stopped doing that. I was listening to the CSRs, like, telling them, like, by the way, we do plumbing if you ever need us. And I'm like, why are we doing that? I have technicians sitting at home with uh, waiting for a freaking call and there's a ton of plumbing leads coming in. Like send that HVAC technician with them and make sure that they're double checking everything on the HVAC side too. And ever since we started doing that, we have no technician sitting at home. That was a huge game changer for us. I'll say, uh, uh, I'll support that too. Madly's uh, do it. Delay. I was just I was gonna support that too. We we do the same thing. We incentivize our CSRs to book uh multi-trade calls at the same time, right? So it's like if you can book uh so they get they get they get a paid amount for how many calls they book in a week, and then we add it to that for every trade they book. So if they book a plumbing call or an HVAC call or an electrical call and whatever the demand call in was, we incentivize them on that call. So actually trying to get them to book all three trades if we can. Um, if we can get them out at the same time, great, or book a, or book it at another time. Uh, AG, sure. we, uh, I stop incentivizing the the, tech, the, the CSRs on, on doing double book, uh, book trades, and now we like we demand them that every single call has to get double book, double book trades because if they don't book a call. Uh, with both trade technician on it, the, uh, our our office manager gets an alert. She goes and trains them on why why they didn't book the second call. Now, obviously, if it's a legitimate reason, we don't we don't say any, we don't do anything. Yeah. But we just expect them to book every single Absolutely. appointment as an HVAC and plumbing technician. We don't give them the option no more. We don't incentivize them. It's this is part of our our script and this is part of our culture of our technicians cannot be at home. Because then our installers are at home and then our project managers are at home and nobody wins in that area. So now we just got to make sure that our technicians are in, inside that home at, at all time. So then our project managers could go out there and sell and then our installers could have work for them. So, yeah. Yeah. It's to move the evolution from from that. Like in center, we did it to just get engagement, right? Good and job, now become the new standard. Good job, so, Abri. I think, yeah, I think the key there is that like, it's the, it's the, can you hear me? We can. Yeah, yeah. yeah, now we can. The key there is what? Ladies and gentlemen, this is why you don't move to Idaho. <laughs> he's in Iowa. He's in Iowa. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's breaking Iowa. up. 
But Chad, oh, Chad had an interesting year. But if we don't have Travis under yet, Chad had an interesting year. Perspective on his year of growth. Yeah, and for sure. Through and uh, some decisions you end up making towards the end. You're not to get into your like business without you know yeah. feeling you want to talk about. But I mean, you definitely had a perspective uh, from this last year that's probably pretty interesting. What you went through. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what what all the guys said, I think is is spot on. It's it's really. You know, um, I look at this, I look at 2023, it's been a tough year, probably the toughest year that I've ever been a part of, um, especially comparing it to 2020, 21, 22, where stuff was just coming in. And, you know, if I'm real serious and look myself in the mirror, we got lazy. Um, it was easy. Um, you know, we didn't have to be good at operating a business as Ishmael pointed out. Yeah, be good at it. Like leads were flowing in, everybody's growing, everything's great. And then 2023 comes and kind of hits you in the face as like, well, we aren't doing this. Well, we're not paying attention to that. We're not doing these things. We're not doing, you know, to Tom's point, we're not looking at a script to book calls because the calls were coming in. You didn't have to just pick up the phone. Um, And so to me, having been in athletics all my life, I look at this as, all right, we played the game of 2023 and we lost. Whether we grew, whether we didn't, we just let's just chalk it up as a as a loss. Um, the good thing is, is we get 2024 for the rematch. Um, it's time to come back, and you know we've heard this a number of times. I, I feel like I hear this from everybody that uh, you know went through. I I you know 08, 09, all these tough times. They went through it, and it's like, well, what'd you learn from that? Well, you need to lean into kind of double down and go for it and lean into it. And I think that that's important, but I don't want people to miss the message of like, you need to go spend more money. No, you need to lean into the operational pieces of the business that are going to move this damn thing forward. Everybody knows the answers. It's just like, it's just like getting in shape, right? If you ask somebody how to get in shape, they know the answers, eat right, work out, you know, don't eat bad stuff. All, all of those things, you know what to do. Well, the same goes for if you're operating a business. The vast majority of the stuff, like all of these are great ideas that you can definitely implement and they're super simple. But also think about all the things that you're not doing that you should be doing. All the things that you should be concentrating on, but you're not. And you have an opportunity as the, you know, we turn the page on 2023 and we get 2024 in our sites of what are we going to do? Are we going to lean into this or are we going to be scared and, you know, pull back and do all this? I can tell you I'm ready. Like I've never been so excited because sometimes you need a bad year to kind of kick in the ass and say, you know, Hey, it's time to roll. Um, Let's, let's turn this thing on its head. I know what I'm doing. And, you know, just like I tell our team, we budget, we're budgeting in 2024 for leads to be flat. They should just be the same as they were, but we're going to try to grow because we're going to do more with what we got is exactly. kind of my message and what, how we're thinking about things. And yeah, I mean, this year sucked. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was like great and all hunky dory. I mean, we grew and I think that's some to, I think Aaron pointed out, you know, just kind of expectation kind of recalibration. Like if you grow by 20%, it's all of a year. It's good right. stuff. But as you compare it to years past, it's like, oh, we sucked this year. We did this. And it's like, well, just get that out of your mind and just focus on the things that you know are going to drive this damn thing forward. Hey, to the point listeners, sorry to cut it off. We're going to turn this thing into a two-parter. Like I said, it's just too good to, to not do it, to spread it out. But these are a couple of episodes that you can have some things to take away and implement, regardless of size. 
So do not forget to tune in next week for part two with my LSD crew. Happy holidays. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.